I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Up to 90. Up to... Do you know what? When I put the musical insert this week, I'm sure Fred could show me how to do it. Because anytime uh, I, I ask anytime I ask him to show me anything, it always ends really well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking <laughs> when he said I was like, But it can't be that hard. Come on. I'm just like, I don't want to be the one that I'm basically oh, if I say yes, me. I'm the one who's suggest like I'm basically just suggesting yes, do have an argument. No, I am gonna do it. This is the week, guys. The musical insert is going in. <laughs> Up to 90, up to 90, with Emma and Julie. Oh, yeah. Tell us your news, tell us the goings on, tell us your bit. What's been happening? Bits and the bobs and the bobs and the bits. Well, I had a lovely weekend because I went away for the night with my good friend yeah. Kate. And you know what I love? her hair one. Love a bit of M people. Actually, I haven't played that one for a while. So you and Kate, yourself and Kate. We went to the Ahado Heights for the night in Killarney. Um, and we went there before for Kate's birthday a couple of years ago. And like, it's just such a fancy hotel. You know, you go in and straight away, you just feel like, you do feel like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. You're like, I shouldn't be here. This is wrong. But it's gas how you just lean into it. So within a couple mm. of hours, you're like, oh, I have to make my own toast at the breakfast. Like, it's just, you lose the running yourself completely. But what I love about Kate is, so like we went, the first thing you do, obviously, it's like 12 o'clock in the day, you're taking the clothes off, the robe is going on. Oh, yeah. And you're okay. wearing nothing else for the next 24 hours, which I love. So Kate whips, obviously went for lunch, uh, go back up to the room. Kate opens the bag and what does she have? It's the jelly stash. Like, this is what you need in your life. So she has her bottle of rosé. She's got mm-hmm. crisps. She's got Maltesers. And just a really nice jelly selection. Like, just a lovely je- Just to be well, nibbling on. What, what are you talking about? What's a really nice jelly selection? So the Natural Connections wine gum. Like, I love the Natural Connection. The snakes and all that delish. Mm-hmm. And then, the, I think it's called the Party Mix is my fave. Then she had, you know, the teeth. 
the old school, the milky yeah, teeth. Yeah, milky teeth. Yeah, okay. Packing of those and then wine gums. Okay. I So she's not, sorry, no offense to Kate. I know Kate. I like Kate, but she's, she's bringing the jelly cane. No, I'm sorry. She's not a jelly connoisseur. Maltesers and a crunch and crunch, the little crunchies, you know, the ones that are, they're like sweet. Oh, yeah. They're no, crunchies. Fan- okay. Fantastic on the crunchy front. Fantastic on the Maltesers. Although, to be honest, many crunchies would have been better than the crunchy sweets. But that jelly collection to me is not a jelly connoisseur. Oh, but the teeth, the teeth, Emma, a whole packet of teeth. The teeth, I mean, I could just be eating them for days. Then, so we went and got a facial, loving the facial. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it was so good. And you know what? I was so embarrassed because you are like, now I will say this, you know, you go in and obviously you're like, yeah, I'll get a facial. And then they're like, and the boxes, any skin problems. And you're just like, tick, 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 tick. So it's like dry skin, oily skin, combination skin, uh, baggy eyes baggy baggy eye bags uh aging you're just like ticking it all ticking it all yeah, yeah and yeah. then when it comes to profession it was funny because Kate was like what did you put down <laughs> this for a facial it's like for a facial a lot of info a lot of info then you had to take anything wrong so I was like I put down comedian because we live in optimism so we had a good laugh about that <laughs> and then we had a conversation actually about the surname situation. And I said, I had a moment again mm. when I was filling out the form. And I said, you know what? I, I don't know how it came to me. But I was like, I think I'm going to ask Fred, would he take my name as well? And we could be like, Aaron, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson, when he married his missus, mm-hmm. who like they're such couple goals, obviously, like just defying the odds every single day. They're so deadly. But I love the way he took her name as well. So I'm like, yeah, if he's going to take Sam's name, I think Fred, I'm going to float it by Fred. So we're having this chat. Then we get to the boxes, you know, anything, any issues at the moment. And you're like anxiety, stress. Like, again, this is just for a facial. Like, you're like, this is a lot of they're looking for a lot of info here. But then I went in and, you know, the usual you're like, why did I say comedian? Because it's like, oh, what I'd say you have your family laughing the whole time. I'm like, well, something like that. And then uh at the end I knew I fell asleep but you know when you know you were snoring your head off Emma you know when you know this because the beautician Mm. came back into the room and said no that was nice and relaxing wasn't it you were very relaxed which is code for you were snoring your head off you fell you, like you fell asleep I just felt but it wasn't even you know when you feed in the back of your nose like it's the deep sleep that they put you in mm. when you're getting a facial also nice. another thing when you book in for a facial like so sorry okay. I, I might I might look like I'm not reacting at all but I've never had a facial that's why I'm just like I'll take your it skin do you know what if we were if we were actually doing this live now I'd be slapping you across the face <laughs> Like Emmanuel Macron sign, just, just style, just one slap. Did you see that Macron getting the slap last week? No. Sorry, shouldn't laugh. So he got a slap. Yeah, he got a slap. Oh, he was out in a bench. Yeah. I mean, we're not condoning slapping, but like it is, I mean, wow. Like so French. This is when France like switches off from up to 90. But anyway, so I will say about the facial can't believe you've never gotten one and your skin is iridescent you are just I mean 
I'm just chewing my knuckles well, here. Look, but we're on Zoom. Let's be fair. I said it. I said it to you. I was like, you look so youthful. I don't know. Was it because <laughs> you said it was I don't know. Was it this? I I was gonna say I don't know. Was it the Adidas stripes or your Ariana Grande backpack? But you're just looking younger and younger. <laughs> So go on anyway, sorry. But this is my issue with the facial. So you book in for a facial and you think to yourself, do you know what? The feet. Now, look, I know we've discussed Irish feet before, but like Mm. my feet, the idea of anyone seeing my feet is just, it's such a trust issue for me. So then she starts on my feet and I was like, ah, here, because you book in for a facial and you presume you're safe. Like, you know yourself, I was going to shave. I was, but I was like, sure, look, it's only the ankles. Mm. Who'll be seeing the old ankles? And next thing she's got, I was like, oh, my God. You know, you're just like, you feel like apologizing, but you're like, no, Judy, stop it. The bare feet. Don't apologize. I was hardly massaging her feet. She no, but was like, massaging my feet. But what did you have on your feet? But, but as in, what do you mean, what did I have on my feet? At my, well, like, but yeah, bare feet. Like, as in, you have, hello, we were wearing slippers and robes for the whole 24 hours. I took so the slippers slip- off. Okay, you took the slippers off. Well, they told me, she was like, just so you know, right, you get up there, you know, you can leave your slippers here. So that's like, what they're saying there is, it's a very kind way of saying, Take Take your slippers slippers off, you stupid bitch. Yeah. So like, you know, it's like you can leave those there. And then I hopped up and next thing the foot massage started. And I was like, (laughs) I wanted to apologize. I know, but I just, these people, honestly, I absolutely stand anyone who works or touches somebody else's feet voluntarily. Somebody very recently, actually, um, this week in Crimeland, we did this royal killer. So she was, Sarah Ferguson's right-hand woman and she got charged with murder and Sophie Shandy was only bringing up again the toe sucking and I just was thinking about that as your one was like massaging my feet it just I was just reminded of that picture and the boat and your man Mm. and the toes and sucking and I was like imagine somebody touching your feet for pleasure I just whatever you're into and all that but I was very now obviously very self-conscious of the foot touching but you know absolutely um lovely and all the rest but just couldn't enjoy it because I just felt like apologizing the whole time because the stain on my feet I obviously haven't seen sun in a year I generally have pretty troll feet at the best of time pretty you know pretty much troll feet at the best of times they're essentially hooves um but yeah no gorgeous yeah and then you do the thing you know at the end where they're like suggesting products and you're trying to pretend like you're seriously considering mm-hmm. buying these products mm-hmm. when you're like no like it's a baby wiper bust what's your skincare routine I cleanse I tone I moisturize I always like saying that because just to watch their face kind of trying to make sense of the visual with what I'm telling them um sure, actually sure. top tip yeah I didn't do this this time but the last time I got a facial I they were like what do you use in your skin and I always scan what products they use and I'm like oh yeah I use Voya. That's a good good one. Yeah. It's a good one because then they can't be like, we've got this cancer. I'm like, I've got it. Got it. Yeah, no, I've got got, it. Use it every day. Two bottles of it actually. Special. Yeah. Thank you. That's clever. Clever clogs. But I remember, I think I said that before. I got stung for that in. Oh, the hairdressers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And she was like, what color is your shampoo? Do you remember? Because oh, I was like, bitch. I use the Kerastase. 
Yeah. Bitch. And then I said something like, I don't know, purple. And she's like, there is no purple. And I was like, can, look, can I just put my headphones in now? Can we just admit this relationship is over? Let's just be honest with ourselves. Yeah, I'm sure here. there's no there's no tea or coffee in the hairdressers anymore. So you'll have to do your research before you go there the is next there time. There's no tea and coffee in the hairdressers. No, it's the old Covey. Well, that's what they told me. You know I hope that's the truth. <laughs> Honestly. I don't yeah. know. What's that phrase about the cure? What's worse, the disease or the cure? I don't know. I, will, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of one that has tea in it as well. Now, you were out and about and I got a lovely audio, which I have to say made my weekend. Yes. Oh, yeah. And remind me where I was actually earlier in the day. So I went out uh Saturday, 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 I went to my local and uh, it was my first time in a outdoor uh, beer garden or whatever and I uh, went and then two ladies approached me um, and it was Ellie from the Shite Hawks and her sister from the Shite Hawks. Maggie. So I had met Maggie before in the park with Emma. So this was Ellie's sister who I'd heard about on the Shy Talks Nullshbang. And it was Ellie's birthday. Happy she, birthday, Ellie. She was 30. And especially on happy birthday. Ellie, <laughs> Ellie and Maggie Here came over with a young gent I can't remember his name he was hanging back though and then Ellie said now I've a bone to pick with you and that was when the group that I was with dispersed <laughs> well it was basically well, Ellie was starting on you she was but her so the bone that she wanted to pick with me was I look I don't want to be shitster and wished the shy talks but Ellie felt that Emma actually hadn't done enough to deserve her listener of the week. There's a lot going on. That, yeah, there's a lot going on in that group. So we kind of thrashed it out. We were, I was there until about half three in the morning, just trying to talk her through the whole thing. And we came to the conclusion anyway, that she would be listener of the week this week. <laughs> And that's how we just we just agreed to disagree and we shook on it. And yeah, she's listener of the week this week. So. Ellie, so well deserved. Oh, and I, she's ginger. I, as far as I remember, if I remember correctly, I had had a few drinks now, but yeah. Okay. Any gingers who listen to this podcast, because we have our stash of lovely weird watercolors cards, get in touch and you're getting a card if you're ginger. Yeah. Get in touch. Send us your address. It's happening. We've suffered enough. The least we deserve is a weird watercolor card. So, Ellie, you are our woman for this week. Yeah. I'm so thrilled. Happy birthday. Thank you big so trio. Audio. The big trio. The big trio. Like, doesn't yeah. it feel like a million years ago you turned 30? It does. It feels, feels like a million years ago. A long, oh my a God. long time ago. So yes, yeah, so that was funny. And then earlier in the day, I didn't I didn't tell you about this. I didn't tell you all of this. So I met up with Grania. I went for a walk. Friend and of the podcast. The, uh, friend of the podcast. And 
I she said oh you show me the new gaff and I was like yeah sure let's go so we entered the new gaff had a look around showing her what had been done what's going to be done all that kind of jazz came out met the next door neighbor who I've already met before um had, by the another... way I presume you hadn't met them before you put in an offer in the house because the neighbor is so important no didn't hadn't met people but like would have known you're not going to yeah yeah it's done now. So anyway, <laughs> let's not have this conversation. So had met them before, whatever. And there was another neighbor there who I hadn't met, whatever. So they informed me that. And I, I already knew this in the back garden there it was a family of foxes. Because it was all overgrown and we haven't uh, cleared out the garden yet. But we're like, we're in, in no rush to do it anyway. And that one of the small foxes had actually died so they'd had to put the fox the fox in the box okay and that they've been trying to bring various people to kind of they call, call people before the demise but it was kind of you know hap in the pro it was a process and we anyway, got the box for the fox and rang some organizations just to see what was the best thing to now do with the fox in the box so met a neighbor I hadn't met before and she was carrying the box with the fox and I decided to say to her but when I explained this I feel like you'll understand I said to her where did you get the box is the box is that like a special box for a fox or like what's three and she says oh no why and then I said oh it's because the dog it's because on the box it had written tales.com. <gasps> and she's like, no. oh no, this is the box my dog. <laughs> this is the box my dog, what? This is the box my dog food comes in. I thought it was a special box that she'd gone yeah, and gotten for her dead company. fox. Yeah. And I said that out Googling loud. Googling box coffins. Yeah. Yeah. And tales.com. So I said, yeah, nice to meet you. My name is But to Anna. be fair, there was a lot for you to process in that. There was moment. a lot. There was- <laughs> yeah. You're reading tales.com. You're thinking fox in a box. You're thinking dead fox. Um, you're thinking a fox is a tail. You're thinking this company makes boxes for dead foxes. Like that's the only yeah. logic here. Should have gone. Should have maybe gone to the toilet. Before I left, you know, there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of things going on. But so and how, what was her at. response? What like as in how was her response? Was she like, oh no, fair enough. I actually this is what I this is the company I buy my dog food from, or was it like, no, this is this is um, the company I buy my dog food from? I think we all had a bit of a laugh, but looking back, okay, look well, at good, it, yeah. If somebody made a very distasteful joke in my company and I didn't know them. I mean, I probably just laugh as well, just to kind of keep them on my good side. And then when they leave, I go, what the fuck is the story with that person? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they obviously know. Yeah, they're thinking, does she even care about the fox in a box? Well, it's up there. Well, not that it's up there, but as you're talking about the the fox in a box, it did remind me of, um, I think I talked about it it back in the up to early up to 90 days about my mom happening upon the Nike shoe box in the attic. And Mm. um, she had written Tiger's Coffin 
on the box. But that the reason that was disturbing was because Tiger, my cat, was alive and well. But when I questioned yes. mom at the time, she was like, it's just really hard to get a box to fit the cat, like when he dies. And then when he was on the way out, mom was like, let's just put him in the box to see, does it fit? And I was like, I'm not putting him in the shoe box. She's like, we're not going to close it just to see is it long enough. I was like, yeah. can I grieve in me? <laughs> Um, but yes, it, you know what? It, I think it's testament to the neighbours, though. I like the way they really care about the foxes. I think that's a really good sign. Well, the foxes, I see I'd gotten, I'd gotten videos of the foxes and the foxes were having a great time and whatever. It's From the neighbours. They were just like, oh, leave them be and whatever. It's all, it's all good, you know. So um, because they're not going to stay there forever, like the cubs, they're going to grow up and the cubs don't look tiny, tiny. Um, but in fairness to the fox in the box, it wasn't in a shoe box. It was in a full size box. So there was a bit of dignity in that. Unlike your squished into a shoe um, I It was could, a proper I... side box, you know what I mean? Can so. I just say though, I think I could totally see you with a pet fox. Like you could rock that. Well, you know, Shane's friend thought that he could pet foxes. He lived up the mountain Is and he this... told them all. No, it's okay. not Jeff. <laughs> You knew I was going to ask, is this Jeff? Do you know no, what? There's I don't a, know there's how a it popped into my head. He popped into my head like two days ago. I had a flashback. I was like, well, how is Jeff? I just had this moment. You know when you walk in a That's room Jeff. and you're hit with the memory? And I've no idea why. Do you know what? Maybe it was because I was actually fixing the couch at the time. And maybe that was it because maybe on some subconscious level, I was thinking back to the time Jeff stepped in your gaff and Stan did a shit on him, didn't he? I think it was Twiggy. I think it was Twiggy at the time. Okay. If you met, like, if you, anyone who meets me, you never forget him. Like, that is a fair point. You know what I mean? Because I always thought actually he should have gotten stand up. Because I said it to him yeah. a few times, like, you should do it. But I, he's just more fluid than that. You know what I mean? Just he easy. Can't, he really reminded moving. me. Yeah. Easy breathing. Mm-hmm. Not committing to a 10 minute open no, spot anytime no, soon. No, no, thank you. No. But no, no clock for me. It was another, <laughs> it was another mate who told them all that he could pet a fox and that the foxes were real tame and all. And they're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he went, he went up to show them and he called the fox over like a dog and went Stop to it. pet it. And <gasps> obviously the fox bit his hand. Did it actually bit his, bite his hand? Yeah. He thought he, he obviously just... had to get the rabies shot and everything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what happened. I think if I got bit by Fox, I'd be checking it out. I don't think he would have been getting up early the next morning to see how the hand was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Might have been one of those evenings. Okay, yeah. But it did happen. No, no, but it it did happen. Like The lads must have loved that. There's nothing better than a friend boasting they can do something and then watching them fail so spectacularly yeah. it's good yeah I know it's straight away it's right yeah I think do you know what I think one of the early moments of myself and Fred's relationship when I realized he was a really good egg was when a dog now I won't I won't out the dog Don't so the, the dog, dog no. so the dog um there was a familial connection to the dog let's just say so th- this dog was in a gaff 
Mm. that we were staying in and Fred bent down to say hi to the dog and the dog jumped up and bit him in the eyebrow so his mm. eye so his eye was pumping blood and in the immediate after I was like oh my god Fred your eye and he was like Fred didn't even bat an eye he was like no it's on me like you know that poor dog I must have scared him and I was like what like even imagine being bit in the eye and Fred was like it's on me God, did that he get a scar? Dog. Do you know what? There is still a bit of a scar in his face now, to be honest. But I just thought, because usually he didn't even give a yelp. And it was probably shock as well with poor old Fred. But like, I just like, what a good guy that he's not in any way upset I like, at the dog. I like, like that, I hope the dog's okay. I like that poor old Fred. I that name is coming back Where to the Where did occasion. those mugs go? They must be stashed somewhere. I think pre-COVID, obviously, we all thought we'd be in a lockdown for three weeks. Oh, Who yeah. knows where the mugs are? We need to find them. Because I'd love to give out the old bits of merch now to listeners. Because, like, there has they have to be somewhere. Once now we start moving again um, in the next couple of weeks, so I'm hoping to yeah. get on the road again and go through the bits. Come here, what was I gonna, do you remember when you were talking about the second names there? But sure, what's Ted's name? Yeah. Well, it's Kook at the moment. It is Kook. And we're getting him christened um, in a few weeks. So Ted, Johnny, Kook. Um, so Johnny after my dad, of course, Ted, Johnny, Kook. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like the idea that we both have a double barrel. I must float it past Fred, actually, to see what he thinks. Oh, in case I forget as well, if just for the crack, if anyone wants to listen to, you know, Fred did the podcast with Des very entertaining yeah Yeah, it's a really good listen because Des is a great interviewer and um like obviously himself and Fred go way back as well so like yeah it's a great listen but I did laugh at Fred's sanitized sanitized touch um sanitized version of events when it came to my labor so that's definitely definitely worth a listen Des how was Julie after Fred yeah she was grand I was like I'm pretty sure I lost half my body weight and blood and wasn't conscious but Fred's like yeah fine bit of a bleed out but you know to be expected but he's just Fred is just very chill we had another grill fire the second grill fire at the weekend before I went off my holly bobs um we had another grill fire and Fred oh you need to you need to see Fred Cook's reaction to a grill fire because he says even in the midst of the fire I like to keep it chill you know, I'm like, fire, fire. You know, it's your immediate reaction. You're like, flames, fire. You're not forming full sentences. You're just shouting words. And Fred's like, okay, okay, let's no. just keep it chill. Keeping it chill. Last, I think it was last week. Was it last week? Who, who knows? We don't know. There's no way of checking. But last week we talked about water bleach water. But with a grill, the rule is grill water grill you see are you putting a little shallow covering of water in the bottom of the grill no, no. i'll try that's that going having, forward that is a top tip your jill your jill your jill grill fires okay so to avoid a jill grill fire you put a little bit of water under your grill yeah so that when the fat drips genius down, you kill like, genius you don't kill the fat, but you know what I mean? That's really clever. The fat can't I think, spit you know back what? up then. Can't spit back up. That's what happens. The fat spits. Is he doing sausages or rashers or something? Is it? Oh, it's oh, not it's bread. A given. It's a sausage. I mean, yeah, if you're getting a grill fire, 
from bread. I mean, I throw my hands up. I don't know what you're doing. I can't help you. But the rashies and sausages, you need to put a bit of shallow water on the grill. Because then when the fat drips down, it can't, it can't shoot back up and start the fire. It's in the song. We didn't start the fire. The water on the grill is the fire. That's what Billy Joel was banging on about. Yes. Third verse, it's there. That's very clever. I look, you told me about the curtains. The curtains sound whimsical. I'm not going down to your gaff if there's whimsical curtains and grill fires. I'm taking a, I'm taking a photo in flames. I'm taking a photo of the curtains because they've the grown place, on me. Is the place gonna even be standing by the time we get there? I'm not driving all the way down to get a, an audio from you. I Just will say, say to Fred, okay. I'm like, we've gotta keep this, yeah, we've gotta keep this structure intact because emma's coming down on her holidays and i just want i just want i just want to not burn the house down for her yeah it's so important to emma that the house is standing please no that's in i'm not even messing him i think that's genius advice that could change our lives that's how you stop it and you know how i know because i had a grill fire but i was like six I was, I, I was constantly not purposely but I, I started a couple of fires when I was a kid my mom to because uh, I was really scared then of the grill anytime the grill went I was ah! so she PTSD fucking big star so she made me uh, stay at the grill one time when she was cooking like until the fucking bitter end to like she wasn't get. I don't think she was making getting me to make the dinner. I hope that's not what was going on. But like to teach me, like not to be afraid of the grill, and then like you know, um, the water grill water. But I did then burn the carpet in the sitting room. So, but was that deliberate? No accident. No, I was blowing my nose with a bit of tissue. Because like it was toilet roll. Who had tissue? Who had a box of tissues back in the day? Very posh. Um, my granny always used to come over and like she'd um throw a dig at like my mom. Be like, but you're not getting a box of tissues. Anyway, so um I was blowing my nose and I threw the tissue into the fire. But I kept one end of the tissue, threw it in, and then I was like, oh fuck, that's on fire, and I pulled it out. Instead of letting go of it, I pulled it out dropped on the carpet and th- did the carpet actually go on fire or was it just a bit of a singe uh well i know that when the house was being sold then it was covered okay yeah so apologies to the new owners you discover a mystery fire oh Always when you move into somewhere, you find something, you find something crazy. Always. Something, something, something. Do you know what I, that, that is, I really now really appreciate that advice, Emma, because I think that could save our relationship. That's all. Because I don't think only Fred Cook's going to stop having grill fires. Yeah. So we'll give that a go. It's too hard. It's too hard. Especially, I'm not going to, look, I'm not going to alienate brands, but there's particular brands a lot of water in some of the produce okay 
like okay look i'm just gonna lay straight here if you are gonna okay a well-known irish supermarket has rashers okay very nice rashers but you you're like okay if you're cooking four rashers you're gonna get third degree burns on your face at some stage of that process yeah those bastards are but gonna that's the price you. you pay yeah like they're tasty and you know they're at a good price but they are going to fire like you know volcanic hot fat in your face that's what's going to happen with them um yeah so I mean, look, I could do a Zoom call with him tomorrow morning just to check the rashers that he's cooking. You know what I mean? No, your Zoom calls together have to stop. <laughs> okay, we're getting married and seriously, make stop it now. Do you hear I me? Lo- your first... <laughs> your water first... grill, water. If that is your real name. At least you've got your first dad sorted. That's dad the fire. Now, do you know what? We're not having a dance because my cousin asked me that. And just to be clear, it's just a family, like the ceremony and a lunch, and then everyone's in bed for Judge Judy. It's not, you know, there's going to be none of this dancing around. Like, forget it. And come here, why why are you adamant about sucking the joy out of it? What's that all about? Well, it's more just... Well, I think we were just like keeping it simple because obviously with COVID and stuff, I was a bit like, I don't know about dragging people down for and then having a big wedding. Um, mm. But I just, I don't know because then Fred floated a couple of friend names that he'd like to invite at the weekend. And I was like, oh, here we go. Because it's going to turn into a proper wedding. But I would yeah. be on for a wedding. But I think it was just the main thing was I was just thinking about our parents and stuff and they probably wouldn't be on for a big mad day. Yeah. But then I was like, um. I mean, maybe we could kind of have our own thing after. Like I had kind of planned to, you know, have the lunch and then say if various family members like want to retire or whatever, go to bed or whatever it might be that they could. But then I was saying like I had kind of planned in my head that we would just go for drinks across like across the road to Kern's the pub or something, you know, like as in that was my plan. But now the friends are being floated. I'm like, we're getting like it's gonna end with a band like that's it's gonna be a proper wedding probably by the end of it but the idea was that we would just do it for the family members and that it would be chill for them and that we would have a hoolie down the road but I don't know is that gonna happen now we'll see well Fred the grill you know the grill is gonna creep in isn't he you're first you're first on the friend list if we do because I know what's gonna happen like at the weekend Fred did float a couple of friend names and I was like it's happening like the the (laughs) family only wedding is over because you don't want you know what I mean I you want obviously him to have the wedding he would like as well because it's probably gonna be our only wedding like obviously no guarantees but yeah probably I mean, look, who's to say? Who's to say? But um, now, the first one you go for the big D energy, and then please God, the next one will just be going for the cash. And the yeah, ticket off. Terminal illness. Yeah. Um, stop it. Uh, now, can I tell you a very? That I think this is a really interesting story that I happened upon. Sorry. Let me get. So this this. is the story of Shanti Devi. The Indian child who claimed she lived twice. But this is a mad story. Okay, where did you you find this? this? 
I found this on all that's interesting.com, which is like just such a deadly website. Re- um, followed all the- oh, sorry, are they are they sponsoring the podcast? No, I'm just totally obsessed with it because I love the way it just is really random stories. Because you know the way it's quite ha- like I find in terms of alternative news, it's hard to get really interesting stuff. Like sometimes it's alternative it is, yeah. for a reason. Well, you so- do get sick of seeing the same stories on every every second sight like I mean and you know what it's funny even the ones that kind of frame themselves as alternative I just find it's very samey samey um and a lot of them as I said you kind of like yeah I get why this didn't make the main news do you know what I mean yeah um so mm-hmm. born on the 11th of December 1926 Shanti Devi appeared to be a perfectly normal baby until around the age of four when she began to ramble on about a past life in a town called Matura nearly 75 miles away so she started recalling in detail all these shops and streets in this random town that she'd never been to. So she was four years of age. She also okay. began to speak of her husband, a merchant whose name she refused to reveal until about nine years old. So she was like, no, look, it wouldn't be fair on him um, to name him. He's a private person. And then when she was nine, she was like, OK, look, if you must know this, this is this. These are the deets. She did tell her parents that he was fair, had a wart on his left cheek and wore reading glasses. Despite the unusual specificity of her memories, Debbie's parents dismissed her recollection as mere childishness. But when Debbie Mm. revealed that her husband's name was Pandit Kedarnath Chaube, my apologies because that's probably all wrong, sometimes referred to as Kedarnath, to his mates, mates a friend of the family decided to find out if any of this was true so they sent a letter to the guy to inquire about this little girl's memories and to the friend's surprise your man wrote back confirming all the details he also agreed to send a relative to the little girl's home to gauge the situation so in an effort to test her knowledge the relative was brought before Devi, the little girl first and introduced as her husband Devi, mm. no, no, no. She was not to be filled. She said, no, that is not my husband. That is my husband's cousin. Shocked. Uh, Keter and the child, uh, so he had with Ludi, now 10 years old, entered the home themselves. Upon seeing them, Devi, the little girl, reportedly burst into tears. Your man, Keter, requested to speak with Devi on his own, like, crazy this is just such a crazy story so what year did this happen so this happened 1926 she was born and at this stage she's 10 so it'll be 1936 so your man's like look I need to talk to this little girl on her on her own so basically they he ended up so obviously he asked everyone to leave he was like look can I just speak to her so um Claimed he claimed then that each response she gave to his questions was entirely accurate, was what he said. He found her replies to be quite correct and was moved to tears, read an account by an investigator on the case in 1937. It was as though his dead wife was speaking to him. Now, she then spent several days with Kedar and his son before they had to return to where they were from, which was Matara, this um, town, which was like 75 miles away. Obviously very sad about their departure, she pleaded with her parents to let her take a trip to her former home. She promised she could lead them directly to her her old house and also said as kind of a bit of a carrot because the parents were like, I don't know, like that seems to be quite a trek 
to go to visit your husband of a former life like we want to support you Hmm. but like it's a bit much it's like 150 miles round trip so as a little carrot she was like look just you know there's a box of money buried there so we can actually grab that while we're there so the parents were like we're in at at this stage a certain guy called Gandhi had actually come to learn of this little girl Debbie and he was really so he basically it was kind of a bit of a passion project for him because he was instantly fascinated by this case and he actually set up a commission to investigate the case in November of 1935 so there was 12 researchers who came down and said look we'll go with she as she returns to this town this is nuts so Debbie the little girl her parents and these 12 researchers who had been hired by Gandhi embark on this three-hour train ride wow. to Patora. yeah uh, Jesus Christ. So, as one of the investigators recounted, did you get the look? Did you get this at a fucking take a break? Because that's what this is starting to say about to me, isn't it? Yeah. And then Debbie went to the toilet, and twins came out. Like that's yeah, uh, that's all we need for it to be just a full on take a break. All the elements. She married, and she's happily now married to a tree. End of story. That's always, no, always that's more Closer magazine. I'm attracted to roller coasters. Yeah, that's more Closer mag. <laughs> and then you turn the page and it's like Katie Price's fridge. But I love that shit. I want to know what's in everyone's fridge. Anyway, yes. as one of the investigators recounted, once getting out of the train station, the girl was put in the front seat and our carriage went ahead of all the others. Necessary precautions were taken so no pedestrians should be allowed to lead the way. The driver was instructed to follow the route indicated by the girl without caring as where he went. Sure enough, Debbie had no problem directing the group to what she claimed was her former home. Along the way, she noted various streets that hadn't been paved earlier and buildings that weren't there during her previous life. So this was all in the report written up by the commission and the driver confirmed these observations were correct. Stop rolling your eyes, Emma Doran. I'm sorry. Why can I just, not? Can no, I just say you what, can't. Okay, just I'll believe. The end. Go on. No, it's not that I don't believe. <laughs> My problem is with all these stories is why is it always something completely fucking boring and useless? Why is it like and then and they remembered exactly the way the chimney had been painted or but who cares? I want some back to the future shit. But sure she remembered the box of money. Did she get the money? Well, they landed at the house and she said, look, what about the money? So the member of the commission had said, oh, Devi had talked about a box of money and your man basically. So Devi, sorry, herself, ran upstairs, headed straight to the corner of a room, declaring that the box was under the floorboard and Kedar, the husband, opened up the floor. And indeed, there was like a small box, but it was empty. Shocked, mm. Debbie began looking inside the hole, certain the money was there. Wouldn't we all, Debbie? Mm. Like you're after Been you're traveling there. three hours on a train. You're like, no, this did not fall out of the box. Travel three hours on a train. She's been fucking reincarnated into somebody else. That's quite the trip. <laughs> you know, she'd be getting your fucking little piggy bank. So Kedar then admitted oh, that he had right. taken the cash after his wife's death. Oh, men. Debbie's reunion tour. <laughs> Fatura. Like if I Patriarchy. die, if I die, that box of money, Fred better not ever touch that but box see, of money. This is it, Julie. If you go in, if here. you go into any house in Ireland, I would say 
I don't know, 70% of houses in Ireland have a box of money in the kitchen of some description. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know. Maybe but then upstairs, maybe that's, yeah, the equipment, the hot press, because that's where you Whatever. keep your yeah. passport in our house. Yeah. Uh, so basically then she went off and the parents, she apparently recognized the parents and a crowd full of people, but I wouldn't pay much attention to that because realistically the parents presumably was etched all over their faces. They were probably extremely emotional, but she did identify them. Um, and then obviously she wanted to stay mature for longer, but her parents were like, no, like this is done. So yeah and of course the commission was like there's no rational explanation for any of this so years later um in an interview basically in 1958 a newspaper in india followed up with her and at the time shanti Devi was 32 and had never been married she was living a quiet spiritual life in delhi she also said she'd planned to form an organization quote devoted to the idea of living our lives according to the dictates of the inner voice shanti Devi passed away in 87 at the age of 61 however her story lives on courtesy of a book written by swedish author Stuart Lundgren trench in 1994 which was translated to english then as well so it's available in english and i just want to get the name of the author for this article that was written by mark hartsman i just think that's such an interesting story isn't it it is and it isn't though because uh, like like i say i'm waiting for them to predict the big match the bit like cheltenham Tell, tell me that. What's the winning numbers? But she's not talking about p- predicting the future. Kind of like, yes, this room and bloody blah. Well, look, admittedly, she didn't predict that Michael D was going to get a pony. No, but it's you like know, like she wasn't, it wasn't that these level. In the Guinness, like in the Guinness um, book of world records, and it's like longest, longest fingernails in the world recorded. So her story is a bit like, geez, that's amazing. But after you've acknowledged it's amazing, it's kind of like, so what? What are you going to do with them fucking fingers? Fuck all use to anyone, especially you. So that's a bit like her story. Her story is fuck all use to her. Never mind anyone else. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry, like, but like, I don't know. If a four-year-old kid came up to me and told me she was my sister, I go, would you want to fuck off? Well, of course you would. Coming to me house looking for the box of money. To be honest, if Simon, if yeah, that's my box of money. I know. Well, I can imagine now. Face. What are you saying about me and me trophy box? I gave that back years ago. I can imagine if Shay. I can imagine if Simon, your brother, said, "Do you know what? You're not going to believe this, but this little girl is claiming to have been married to me in a former life." I can just imagine you'd be like. I just I can't be arsed going down to the gaff now. You'd be like she's no coming. There's a commission. There's twelve investigators. 12 we have a crowd full of people here, and then be like, no, I just I'm watching time. How's time going, by the way? I just oh Judy. Now, so obviously I was hanging out with the shy talks there on a Saturday, had a few drinks, but a few of us now and friends, we made a bit of a a bit of a mistake we finished as a nightcap finish finish it off for the evening espresso martinis Donna, who's oh my god 
don't know what that was all about. But anyway, I went home happy as Larry, finished off my uh, junior uh, jumbo box when I got home. That was lovely. But I was just awake fairly early. Didn't go to sleep or whatever until whatever time. And I was awake. There was birds outside my window. Uh, they were just singing up to beat the band. So I didn't really go back to sleep. So, so then last night, I actually just went to bed at about 10. I actually turned the phone off. You need to start You need hours. to start the day with an espresso martini. Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. It was, it was lovely, like, but... Um, As you told oh, yeah, because because it was so funny. We saw people getting cocktails. And we're like, oh, I didn't know like they get did cocktails here. You know, like you're local, you mightn't like really be thinking they do do co- cocktails. So three of us had got an espresso martinis, and then someone else at the table was like, Oh, yeah, do you know what? I've got I'm gonna get some something. I might have a look at their cocktail menu. And she said to the woman uh servant, she said, Sorry, could I get a, um a cocktail menu? She's like, cocktail menu. She's like, Oh, do you have three espresso martinis? And she's like, Yeah, they do. <laughs> like I I'd like and at one stage I said to her, Could I um, very sensible. I said, oh, can I get some water, please? And she's like, I'll try my best to remember. Oh, my God. Okay. So funny. So funny. She's just being like, just completely honest. Just like, look, I'll I can't make, forget There's it. no guarantee. There's no guarantee. Yeah, she's basically saying to me, <laughs> there's no guarantee. Which she did bring the water. Friends. But um, yeah, look, if a four-year-old came banging on your door, how would you feel about it? And said that she had previously been married to Fred. Yeah. How would you feel? I like mean, that? I'd probably put her in charge of the grill. Like four. Immediate effect. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, you know, thank God Watch you're here. Actually, we need someone new on the grill. I'm scared of it. So if Come you here. wouldn't mind manning it for the foreseeable, that'd be great. But you know what is a game changer? Back to the grill. Back to what's important in life. So what? Uh, Many, many moons ago, many moons ago, when I moved in with Shane, I was all about the grill. Because my mom always cooked on the grill. She was like, it's healthier. Yeah, it's healthier. And then Shane was like, what are you doing? Cook, like the heartache of cooking on a grill, cooking sausages on a grill, doing all those turns on a fucking grill with the fork and trying to get it to sit on the grill. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, just cook it on the pan. I was like, the pan with the grill's a lot healthier. He's like, look, you're having fucking rashes and sausages. You might as well yeah, treat yourself in the fucking pan. So look, grill water, grill, but the pan, the, the pan is where it's at, man. The first time I had the sausages on the pan after coming from a grill house, a oh, water, well, there's grill no water comparison. house. Yeah. Keep shining, keep smiling. Carry gold on the bread. I came from a Florida house. Oh, I came Emma, from a Florida stop house. It. Do you know what? That just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Do you know super milk again? Super milk house. Flora. Joyless. Super milk It's so house. joyless, grill, that grill, red grill. super milk. So super milk, isn't it? It's so joyless. And then joyless. We're, talking, we're talking full fat milk. We're talking butter. We're talking pan. Well, yeah. There's no comparison you to know? the pan, for sure. Absolutely. I need us to say, I didn't need like, to go, go to all the way in this gap. I didn't need to. I didn't no. need I was I was contemplating. I was like, do you know what? Should I go to therapy? And then I just started cooking on the pan and having real butter, and it all just fucking evened itself out. Do you know what? Fred actually made me a bit of toast the other day, and there was he insists on having 
flora in the gaff and he had flora on it it just made me so sad because it really did i'm not overestimating this when i say he's he's trying to save for the big wedding well he's he's like he's like come on now the wedding's coming up but i just um he's very controlling very controlling fred um but i just had i actually felt really sad now obviously i'm sure it was hormonal but Mm. i was like god i just kept saying to myself if you don't know me better, if you don't know me, because I have an aversion, yeah. even you saying flora there, I'm just, because mm-hmm. I think with the whole vegan thing, the one, the two things that would stop me going vegan, cheese and butter. Yeah. More so butter, but butter, 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 butter. I mean, how would you live a life without butter? Like, there's nothing comparable to carry gold like there's just nothing comparable to it well there's nothing comparable it's but... transformative like i mean so, but i'm look i'm loving it this week because it's warm and i can spread it but like fucking not going to the gaff for november i'll be cursing the carry gold i was just like give me the dairy gold out of the fridge i can't spread ah, that stop it thing. i can't believe That's... we you'd be ending the podcast on a dare and on, on a dairy gold note spreading the Has carry gold in November. These? Come on. How can I spread uh, it? How do you spread it? How do you spread it? That's what she said. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Keeping it elevated. Keeping the humour very elevated. Yeah. Emma, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've been Julie J. I've been Emma Doran. Keep the stories coming, though. Do keep them coming. Did you? I thought that was an interesting story, though. No, yeah, it got no, Gandhi's Gandhi's no, scene of approval, but it doesn't get Emma D's scene of approval. No, that's that kind of story is right up my street. It gets me oh, riled up. It's very you. Yeah, it is very me. That's my kind of story. Chat to you. Hey, are you causing this now or what do you do? <laughs> I'm going to end it. I'm waiting for you to end on our line. Love you, listener. Thank you for listening. Your support means so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.